Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet podcast, the podcast that, uh, you know, all, all her rally friends are, are streaming and, uh, we don't think that any one political party is the enemy. It's two guildmates. I, I'm just saying. And then Jennifer ruined it. Right. Yeah, she, she wasn't on the joke. What? Has she ever been? No. No. She cannot buy a ticket for that train. Right. How many listeners have you drugged in? Kicking and screaming. How many have I drugged? Yes. This is not... A larger huh? number than you think. They're not in a position to listen, though. They're kind of out of it. Ludes will do that. You know, you know who's going to love this this intro? Who? Holly. Holly's going to love the fact that, you know, for her interview that we did with us, you know, we're going to talk about drugging people and Hank Williams Jr. And, uh... I... I, I, I think it speaks well of her. I, I feel bad for Holly. Yeah. She was a nice lady, and we did this to her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we are back from Anime Week in Atlanta. Uh, Hooray! We made it to Georgia and back. Except for Dylan, because he had lupus. <laughs> and herpes. Lupus for fake, lu- uh, herpes for reals. <laughs> and he's ignoring us. Him and his herpes. No, his real live chat. herpes. He, he was... He was trying to explain to Patrick that, uh, you know, it was shingles, which, where, where, where do shingles come from? Chicken pox. Yeah, they, they are, they are well, and, and the virus's herpes. name is... Herpes zoster. Yeah, it's not related to. The name is herpes. It's, it's right there virus. in the name. It's a different virus. Oh, I'm sorry. Is, Although, is herpes right there in the, the name? Same medication. Is herpes right there in the name? It is. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. All right. So, later on, you guys will get to... Well, well, not if you're watching us on the stream. Sorry, you'll have to wait for the recording for that. But later on, in this recorded edition of the podcast, you'll get to hear our uh, interview that we did with Holly Ray, the Vice President of MTAC, where we talk about a lot of the uh, crazy, awesome things that MTAC's going to be doing in 2012. Um, but right now, let's talk about some of the crazy, awesome things that happened at uh, AWA, which Dylan didn't go to. Sad. Because he had herpes. Right. Um, well, Charlie, you made it there before Jen and I, because work and bullcrap uh, prevented yeah. us from making it on Friday. So, what happened on Friday? Can I catch us up? Um, well, backtrack for just a second to Thursday night, because they had a super happy fun sale. Super um, happy fun sale! Which is like the best... Yard uh, sale! It's, it is the best yard sale that I've ever been to. Um, and it's not that you necessarily find much, but it it's just... Anime and manga fans, I feel, on the whole, tend to collect a lot of crap. Um, that they, yeah, but no, but the crap that they will one day want rid of desperately. This is and stop buying action figures. But you could go, you could keep buying them, and then go to Super Happy Fun Sale when you were done with them, and make some of your money back. It's brilliant. Uh, but no, Friday, um, Friday was was more laid back than I seem to. I mean, maybe I'm comparing it to other days, but it seemed like there weren't as many people there, which I don't think they've. Uh, their website said they'll publish the numbers here in a few weeks. Um, but it seemed really laid back compared to previous <laughs> years. I don't know why. Um, Jennifer, we will ban you. We will exile you to the yard for the rest of your life. And the internet will see it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then it can't be unseen. You off. The mm-hmm. internet has seen worse things. Lies. Well, yeah. I mean, Lies. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. But no, Friday, Friday was really cool. Um... Mostly, I hung around at the video art track whenever they were doing anything funny. Um, I don't care for the drama. 
Uh, I went to the Traveling to Japan panel that the Japanese consulate put on, which really, I mean, because I've, I've gone to stuff that the Japanese consulate has put on before, um, but this one, more so than other ones, really makes me want to visit Japan. Uh, what else? I, I like the fact that with a lot of these trips to Japan, they now have these, uh, <clears throat> you know, okay, you're a nerd. Um, Excellent point, actually. I saw, because they always have, like, a bunch of literature. They have pamphlets and tracts, and, and they want you to follow their religion. Um, but they had a bunch of pamphlets I had not seen before that were exactly geared to that. Um, trips, or, like, places of interest if you're a manga fan, or if you're an anime fan, or if you're just a Japanese pop culture fan. And that that was new. That was really cool. They, I hadn't seen. Maybe they've done them before, and I just hadn't noticed them. But the, but I've, I've gotten stuff from their table um, in previous AWAs, and and that was really cool to get some of that. Get some of that. Yeah, get some. Um, what else? Got to um, got to see uh, Naoko Ma- Naoko Matsui um, a Q and A Q&A with her, which. Uh, was was actually really cool because I, I mean she doesn't look very old but she's been a voice actress for thirty years and is now teaching. She's I, probably been doing it since she was five. Well, no, she said she likes to tell people that she's been doing it since a kid, since she was a kid, so that people won't think she's old. But I get the feeling that's not the case. Uh, she's been doing like case closed for fifteen years alone. So she's been doing it for like you know a quarter of the show's run. Yeah, yeah. Pretty shout, much. Out, shout outs to Doc. Yeah. And and she considered herself uh, what's interesting she considered herself mid career for a Japanese VA. She said it's not uncommon for them to be up in their seventies, so she feels that that she's got a lot of years left. Um, got to see a bunch of AMVs that were parodies of parodies, which was really weird. Uh, got to see a Q and A with Yoshitoshi Abe. Um, I'm sorry I missed him. I really do love his artwork. There was a game he was talking about that was really interesting. Um, it was a detective game. Where it was that you suddenly died. Like, no matter how you played the game, you would die. Like, you couldn't win the game. Whatever, apparently, like, the best you could do was to get through, like, six or seven arrests before you died. And the better you played the game, um, the more dramatic and intricate your death was. So, I mean, you would, you would die, and then your spirit would be transferred into another detective. But you, you never really, one that you just did a little better each time. So the whole point is to die gloriously. Yeah. But apparently the funding ran out on it. The company, the, the development company, ran out of money for that particular project. Um, so it never saw the light of day. Though he said that the company still has it in their back pocket, and if they ever have the money available again, it's something they'll go back to. Like the Evangelion movie that the ADV is never going to make. <laughs> yes, they will. You just have faith. They can rise from the dead. Um, got to see, got to go to uh, the Sentai Filmworks panel. That you, was you texted me some awesome things from that <clears> panel. Yeah, uh, Persona Four. They're gonna stream that on Anime Network. They, they are streaming it. Are streaming it already? Yes. Okay. Um, are they? Are they? Is it dub or sub? Uh, well, sub because it's it's a simulcast. Okay. Um, but he was talking about the dub and said there is the, they are considering the possibility of getting the um, the voice acting cast from the games to reprise their roles. Must happen. Uh, they didn't. A decision has not been made, but they are. Um, they said they are seriously considering it. They are, they 
it it is on the table. The the one that I think will be the toughest for them to get because she's not really actively doing work anymore is Amanda Winley, who was uh, Yukiko. Uh, what else? They were talking about the possibility of a High School of the Dead season two, which I mean isn't actually produced, but I guess the the com- the the Japanese company that makes it is in is talking about doing a second season of it. it it'll happen probably. Um, what else did they do? Um, oh, I, I, someone asked him, or somebody had asked him what his, like, high point and low point was. What's the guy's name? I asked, because you knew who he was, the guy from Sentai that used to be Oh, David Williams. Yeah, worked at ADV for, like, 16 years, something like that. And somebody asked him, um what his high point and low point was, but his high point, he said, was any day he got to mess with the voice actors. Because he said, as a director, you get very little of the money and none of the credit, so you just give hell to the voice actors every chance you get. Um, his favorites being Monica Real, Chris Patton, and Vic Mignogna. Uh, for different reasons. Monica, because she's ditzy. Chris, because he gets anxious about his performances, so he's Dylan. Um, and Vic Mignogna because he's so serious and always has his cell phone on in the booth and won't turn it off and wants to take important calls. No, man. After that, uh, was it on Mad Lax, the Sock Puppet Theater with Chris Patton? Yeah. Not, not Chris Patton. Apparently, he becomes you in the booth. I, don't ask me. Dylan, you know, uh, I, I like trucks. What I really want is a Hummer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and then I asked him what his favorite moment, or what the, the, the worst he ever got anybody, and it was Monica Real. Um, oh shoot, what was it? The one that he used to demonstrate that how she keeps falling for stuff <clears throat> was, um, the Ramane story where he was in a, uh, they were at Bush Gardens because there was a con in, in Florida, and they were already down there. Monica Real was gonna fly over. And he called her up. Um, oh, no, no, no. This was a different convention. That They were going to get Ramane, and she wanted Ramane. And he said, he told her, oh, you can't uh, you can't get Ramane. It's been banned. Yeah, a bunch of kids were using the little, uh, the little plunger thing to put their eyes out. And she freaks out, and eventually he lets her in on it. And then at another convention, she's looking for Ramane in the dealer's room. And he says, you know they banned Ramane. Yeah, some kids were using those plungers and putting their eyes out. And she freaks out again, and then at a third con, he pulls the exact same thing, and she keeps falling for it. But, no, the one that happened in Florida was, he called her up, and she's a big Hello Kitty fan, and said, oh, in two we- in the next two weeks, we're going to start recording Hello Kitty, we want you for one of the characters, but you've got to go now. You've got to call the convention, tell them you're canceling, we've got to get this uh, recorded right now. Um and she freaks out and she wants, she's like, oh, can we put it off for a couple of days? So I'm going to, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta cancel right now. So she calls up, um, was it Matt Greenfield? Yes. And, but he's already called Matt and told him what's up. So Matt just does not answer his phone. So he calls, Tiff, she calls Tiffany Grant and Tiffany Grant just says, oh yeah, they're about to do this. You, you gotta cancel. And she's freaking out and eventually they, they, they let her in on it. They're just, apparently they're just bastards to Monica Real, <laughs> which is okay. Um, what else did we go to? The English Jamboree put on by Basil. That, it was excellent. Um, there's a couple things that I really, 
I want him to explain to me, like the D&D &D version of Gurren Lagann. I'll, I really want to know what that was about. Um, so, Basil, if you're out there, tell me. Just tell me. And um, and you're also a bastard for introducing me to Hard Gay. So. Wait, what? <laughs> hey, it's a, there's an internet. Look it up. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> no. Um, off your safe search when you do it. Yeah, yeah, because then you'll get the most interesting results. Yeah. I hate you, Basil. Um, I love Basil. The only other thing of interest was the Naoko Matsui VA workshop, which they actually brought people up to do um, voice acting. Like she, because she teaches it, so she coached them on doing it, and it was uh, it was actually really interesting because they had the video queued up, and you got to go through, you got to watch it, then go through it once, then go through it the second time to see the real deal, and she made you wear costumes. What? She had like these little high, because it was a high school set anime. So she had these, these jackets that were sort of high school uniformish and a skirt. So the girls had to wear the jacket and the skirt and the guys had to wear the jacket while they were voice acting. Okay. I really, I'm really sad I wasn't there for that. Well, and, and what's really interesting for me was that they didn't suck. Like the people that came up to do it, the couples that came up to do it were actually good. Like, there was nobody that was actually bad. Like, I expected just god-awful. And honestly, I think if it had been an American voice actor doing the exact same panel, you would have gotten a bunch of fanboys and girls who were just god-awful but think they're the bomb. American Idol, basically. Yeah. but You I mean the people that go to the voice actor panels and yes. ask questions all the time? Oh, How can I become a voice actor? You can't. Because Give you're, you're... Go to school, get a real job. Mr. T wants you to stay in school. Um, you need to bring in Jeff Nimoy, the dream crusher. Yes. That's that should be his only purpose in life is to crush these people's dreams. But I think I think honestly because it was a Japanese voice actor, the people that showed up were a little more subdued, definitely more subdued, but a little more serious. And they and some of them were actually um, going to school to become actors. But it was it was cool, and I, I really appreciated that. I, luckily, it never came because because she handed out scripts to everybody, and I think if we'd had time, eventually everybody would have been forced to come up. And perform. So I'm kind of glad that Devin and I were toward the back of the line, were toward the back of the room, and they ran out of time. That was that was my Friday though. Everything else was kind of interesting, but that was like the high points. Took a lot of time with that. Go ahead with Saturday. Ah, yeah. uh, well, fri Friday night. Okay, Saturday. Here, here's my Saturday. You know, we get there Friday night, and basically we hang out with you guys in the hotel room. But you got there really late, so your day was there. pretty much over as soon as you got there. So evil traffic. I get up and like it. I don't know, it's like 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm wide the fuck awake. It's like, I'm finally here. And staring at your wife. So I get out of it and start uh, walking down around the convention area, because I hadn't really walked around. And uh, About 8 o'clock in the morning, I find this amazing room full of arcade machines. Just uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like half a dozen fighting games, um, shooters. It was a hell of a room. It was a hell of a room. So, like, at 9 o'clock that morning, I come in here and I'm like, oh my god, guys, have you seen the arcade room? I'm just, like, wigging out at 9 in the morning. It was way too fucking early <laughs> to be that excited about anything. You were hyper that morning. I was. was I, so we must, I must have caught you after the game room, oh I think. Gosh. Yeah. I was way super excited. It had Capcom versus SNK, too. I love that game so hard. It was just so impressive that they were able to get that many big, huge console arcade type things up yes. there. Yes. I mean, damn. I want to know what arcade uh, supplied them with all that. 
Excellent question. We could probably find out. Why it would do us any good, I don't know. We could just hire him to come here and set up arcade games in the basement for a day. Or run them off GGPO. Um, whatever. Sad friend. Hey, I own uh, legitimate copies of, like, 99% of this game. Um, anyway. Uh, what else did we do Saturday? Well, we interviewed Holly on Saturday. Yep. Um, again, gr- wonderful, wonderful person. Yes, love her very much. We just never, and I'm going to go on a limb, we never have bad interviews. No. From from my perspective, we've never had, we, we've definitely never had somebody that just kept these clipped answers. I mean, she could expound on pretty much everything, and I, I love it. Yes. And, uh, went to the dealer's room a little bit, uh, explored. Um, did you find much in the dealer's room? Overall? Overall, not. I found a few things that I wanted, but I had this thing where the only thing that I wanted that I actually got you bought for me, um, as a belated birthday present, the Vampire Hunter D set that had D, Doris, and, uh, Count Magnus. He loves Vampire Hunter Weekend. Yes. Um, anyway. Vampire Weekend Hunter? That too. Uh, but there were... Vampire House Hunter? A couple of, uh, Evangelion figures, of course. Um, just a couple? <laughs> just a couple. Um, there was a zero figure that I really wanted that oh. some, some bitch bought. Um, <laughs> it was, it was gonna go right underneath my monitor where I play, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 all the time. And, uh, then after that, I think I, I came up and got ready for the interview, and after that, I spent the next four hours in a Marvel vs. Capcom 3 tournament, which I did not do as well as I wanted, but. Do you ever know what, do you know what place you actually ended up? No, I, I think I was in the top 16, but. That's pretty good. Maybe top 8, I'm not, I'm not sure where I, where I finished, but. Uh, the, I, the, I, I was a little upset because the last match I felt like I should have won, but, uh, I didn't, and, you know, that was <laughs> on me, but. Oh. Next is, uh, Ultimate Marvel, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and I'll live on another day. Um. Oh, and, and, and Doc says bless you. I love you, Doc! Um, we all love Doc, physically. That's, that's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, we went to, uh, I forgot, on Saturday we went to, uh, Basil's How to Get Your Anime Group Back panel. Where also Doc excellent. was there. Um, that, I, that, I, I like that one even better than English Jamboree. Yeah, that, that, um, we went to the one they did at Hamacon, and, and, which was excellent. Um, and there was a little bit of bleed over. A little bit. But uh, not bad. And it reminded me of a few things that I'd forgotten from the from the first time we saw it. Yeah, so. like, I think Toriko and Princess Jellyfish were bleed overs. Yep. But then uh, he also showed Redline, which I'd heard about but hadn't seen. First thing I'd seen of it. Damn. I love it. Yeah. It's, I, it's just classic shithouse crazy madhouse. Thank God for them. Yeah. God bless madhouse. Um... Saw House of Five Leaves, which you had seen before, but I yeah. haven't seen any of which looked interesting. I've seen three or four episodes of it. It's a, it's a, it's a very well done show. I really want to catch the rest of it. There's some other show that he, um, showed us that I cannot remember the name of. See, I didn't bother taking notes on any of it because, because he it's said... all on AwesomeCast. Yeah. So go to AwesomeCast.com and if you want to know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, he shot, I'm guessing he's probably got the playlist up by now. You would think. Unless he's just, uh, is lazy about it. Um, I think after that, I actually introduced Doc and Basil, because weirdly, even though, you know, it's part of this weird group of podcasters that go to these conventions that we know all of them, I don't think they had actually formally met until that point, so. 
Yeah, that's fun. I think they kissed a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I, th- um, I, th- I think I saw. I think I saw Doc Smell Basil a little bit. A little bit. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like weird. No, it wasn't like really erotic. It was more of a hi, how you doing, little tongue. Um, yeah, that's sort of nice to meet you kind of stuff. Yeah, so no, it, nothing it weird. Tasteful. It was tasteful. It was ta- Thank you. Tasteful. Yes. Um. <laughs> it was just. It was tip, just Doc tip. says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you two should be ashamed of yourself picking on our friends. I know, but we're not. Um, and then I think after the tournament, I came up, ate dinner, and it was... Uh, I, I don't think... As as many times as I've been on their podcast and gone to their panels, I still was not prepared for uh, the Conaha Corner panel. You can't be. No. There was no preparation That's, for that. You can try to ride that tiger, but... Which was, you know... God bless Doc. Yeah, he he was he was he was Gara's AV guy for that thing, and so it yeah. was basically it was your and Doc's job to just sit there and try not to uh, to let the madness destroy you, right? You you were the an- you two were the anchors of that uh, of that asylum ship, right there. It, it was us silently saying to the audience, "Yes, we know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're here too. Yeah. We're we feel you." Yeah. I, I say that with all the love in the world for those folks. They're they're uh, <laughs> they're good people. They have some medical problems that need to be addressed with medication. Yes, I might have some medication that might help. But but de- I say it with the deepest respect. Yes, I love them, and it would have Gar. And I would let Gar have my babies. Yes, that's a fact. Yeah. What else? Uh, let's see that night. I think someone died at the rave. Yeah, there was another. Oh. There was another thirteen-year-old girl that died at the rave. Um, <coughs> what, oddly what, enough, rumors? oddly enough, uh, I may have seen Vic Mignogna in um, in domination gear. Speaking what? of people uh, dressed up in uh, in strange gear, oh how about Cody Warhammer? <laughs> he, you know, okay. In 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 Cody's defense, oh. in Cody's defense, he is a very lovely woman. Oh, he was it, gorgeous. He was never as beautiful to me oh. as he was that day. Yeah. Now I'm not. Pictures. I'm not saying he's the prettiest what transvestite the I've ever seen. I have seen prettier, but not by much. All right. And he's so tall. Those legs went on forever. Wow, that's a weird it statement. Was, they did. Oh my god. And, I'm and so then, jealous. And then uh, I didn't see this, but uh, Chris was telling me that Cody would later go on as that girl that died at the rave. That was his other uh, cosplay for that day. It was not. It was so. That's so Chris Sex told me it must have happened. He would never, never tell you an untruth. That's fact. (laughs) He and Taylor Swift are friends. They are. She wrote a song about him. She wrote a song about everyone. Thank you, Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) Why she's put out so many albums. <laughs> yeah. oh. Her latest album, More Guys I've Met. Yeah. That's fucked. <laughs> um, what else? See this? Saturday night. I takes it. I don't know. I, I think I... Is it right for fighting? Saturday night is, is alright for... You know what? That's exactly what happened. Saturday night was alright for fighting because I... Remember now, I uh, talked to Gara and Doc a little bit, 
um, had to take a rain check on something that Doc was doing um, because I just would have been more of a pain in the ass uh, than any actual. Was it else. anal? Uh, he was doing something that would have been a pain in the ass. I'm just saying. So right. I'm just putting the pieces. No, of it I would have been a pain in his ass. Like, well, yeah, you, you, you know, you're, like, you're a you're a pitcher, not a catcher. Right, and I'm pretty well endowed. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I ended up in the in the arcade room for pretty much I think about three hours that night. Nice. Um, playing people in like uh, Capcom versus SNK two, and uh, later uh, Mark of the Wolves. The only other things, let's see, the only things I did on Saturday that probably you didn't do, I won't say that I went to the My Little Panel, Ponies Are Magic, but I'm <laughs> not saying happen? I didn't go. Uh, I'm, not saying I, I'm not saying I didn't go. Um, let's see, running a costuming business, most of this I don't have notes on, it was just kind of, this is where I went, maybe I didn't see anything especially. So the Funimation sneak peeks, which got started half an hour late, yes, five minutes because of the of the movie they, or show they were showing before it, which, uh, what did I say it was called? Something Rumble or... Oh hell! I can't remember the name of the of the anime. I just remember that the ending theme was Amazing Grace. So, yeah. Where they had changed some of the lyrics? Where they had changed some of the lyrics? It was a we. I, I I caught the last one minutes of it, and it was a girl with a golden mouse. The mouse turns into a gun, and then Amazing Grace. I might have been on acid. That might have not have been something I saw. That was something I think I thought I saw. You were preparing for the rave, weren't you? I must have been. I was I was sitting next to that thirteen year old girl that died at last year's rave. How high was I? Um, right. But no, uh, but it got started half an hour late because of that and because of um, technical so is, problems. So is the rave girl story documented in any of our other podcasts, or is this just some kind of non sequitur that we're throwing out to people? It's an in joke. However, it's phrased. It's, it's not that joke. in. It's I was, out. I was about to say anyone who's ever been to an anime convention. Has probably heard this rumor at least once. Yeah. And Vic Mignogna was there. In in bondage gear. Yeah. Why, why Why does he... You know, the interesting thing is, though, he never talks about the girls that die at the raves he goes to. He goes to. Why are the only ones asking these questions? Follow the money. Follow the money. I mean, if he's not denying it, then he's got something to hide. Right. Um, Wait a minute. What, but, don't worry about it. Uh, what else? There was Conan Hunter, yeah. Uh, I won't say that I went to the Brony panel, but I won't say that I didn't go. Um, I, I peeked in the door at the Moonstream and the Susan concerts, but for some reason I just wasn't feeling concerts that night, which is sad, because I'd never seen Moonstream before. Um, and then briefly sat in on, or uh, watched the panel of Doom and the beginning of Anime's Craziest Deaths. Which I might have to actually check out the panel of Doom. I've never checked it out in its entirety, I might have to do that. I think that's put on by guys from Anime World Order or something like that. Yeah. But that was pretty much my Saturday, I think. Um, did we do a damn thing on Sunday? Yes, but I didn't take notes on any of it, unfortunately. I did a few things. I See, normally what I do on Sunday is I go to Carl Horn's Evangelion panel, but I don't think Carl Horn was here this <laughs> I meant year. to tell you, I did see him. You I, did see at, him? At one of the few panels that I wrote down that I went to, the Yoshitoshi Abe coloring demonstration... He was the only, and the only reason I saw him was because he dresses impeccably. Yes, he does. And I was leaving, and he had been in the back of the room and was talking to somebody. And I meant, if he hadn't been talking to somebody, I was actually going to say, "Hey, why didn't you do the the Evangelion panel?" But yeah, he he was there. I don't know what he did while he was there. I mean, I didn't not see a his, damn thing. I never saw. I mean, granted, I didn't go panel by panel through the the program, but I never saw his name on anything. 
But, so he was there. Why he didn't do an Ava panel, I, I, I have not a clue. I'm gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to uh, pick up the the torch and run with it. Now. You may have to. But no, the um, the Yoshitoshi Abe coloring demonstration was was just excellent. Um, he was just such a neat guy, and to see him. We got to see him actually color something he had drawn previously, and then got to see a time-lapse video of him doing a full coloring on something. And it was just... wow. I would have preferred it if he had drawn something at the panel and then let the rest of us <clears throat> color it. That couldn't have but ended well, I'm sure. Right. But no, he, he, he was just a really neat guy, and I wish I'd gotten a chance to get like his autograph or, or actually say hi to him, because he just seemed like a really, really... Um, cool guy. And I love watching artists work. I always have. There's just something really... even Because I always thought it was just the actual drawing, but actually just seeing someone taking a, something I was already drawn and color it was just really cool to see how many steps he went through. And how he went about it was different than I'd seen other people go about it. And it was just kind of interesting to observe. And I went to the charity fan auction, which I hope they do again. So if anybody from Awa is listening, which they're not, um, do the charity fan auction because that's what it was. I mean, it's just, and apparently this was on their website. You could get, you could buy these little blank paper fans um, for a dollar a piece from them, decorate them, and then they would auction them off. All the money go to the uh, Japanese Red Cross, which I, I support them. And it was nice, and and it's a shame more people didn't show up at the very beginning because there was some stuff that went for. Because I got there was there were there were two fans by this one artist. I bought one of them for a dollar. An hour later, the second one went for 15 wow. So toward the latter half of it, people started showing up and being willing to, f- to spend freely. I don't know how much money they, they got, but I know the very last thing they auctioned, they auctioned two jo- uh, dojins by um, Abe that were signed by him. Oh, wow. The first one only went for like 20-something bucks, and Elizabeth got it. But then they announced you could use credit cards to pay for stuff. Oh, I was like, shit, yeah. I'm not getting the second one, am I? It went for, I think, at least $100, maybe slightly over. Oh, wow. So I don't know how much they ended up netting, um, all told, but it was, it, it was cool, and I, I hope they do it again, because I would actually like to submit some fans for that. And I probably did some other crap, but honestly, Sunday is kind of a blur. Yeah, it, it is for me too, because I mostly sat, uh, that, that night in the arcade standing for that long just absolutely f***ing wrecked me, um, because I had ran around most of that day anyway, so I spent a lot of time just, uh, Seeing people that I hadn't seen, like Nightstick. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I, I, weird, though, because Saturday I didn't see all the many people I knew. Friday was like a big say hi to people that I knew. Um, say hi to Nico. Yeah. Say hi to... Um, I saw Sonny. Uh, did did you Chubby tell him they sucked again? No, well, okay. What I said was, I've heard rumors, and I don't want to spread them, but I have I have heard that you suck. I read it on a parasol, that's where I get all my news, they never lied to me before, but I didn't want to start saying something until I'd run it by you. So, And he had heard the same thing. So, I, mean, I don't, I still don't know if it's true, and I don't want to spread rumors. You're going to start a feud. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. But I will, sure. I will crush him. Um, <laughs> but I can't, I saw a few other people, I was like, oh yeah, and just said hi to him real quick, they... Oh, the only reason any of them uh, recognized me, I think, was because I was wearing my Chainsaw Buffet shirt that day. Right. Because otherwise, they're people that see us maybe twice a year. 
Well, I saw, yeah, I saw Basil and, and the awesome cast people said uh, hi to them. Our lovely Chainsaw Buffet shirts. Where can we get those beautiful shirts? I, I don't know. I don't think you can. Yeah, like, it's not available in stores. Not available anywhere. Cafe that is how exclusive they are. Ticket. You can't even buy them. If you want one, get in touch with us and we will find us at ChainsawBuffet.com. No, no, no. They're so exclusive, you cannot even buy them and unless you have money. And, and and we need more fan mail. We desperately need more fan mail. We need more mail. fans. We need to start with one before we have the other. Yeah. Because we don't need one crazy fan giving us a ton of fan mail. We need a ton of fans giving us some crazy fan mail. Or some, a lot of crazy fans? No. We want 80% sane fans, 20% crazy fans. Yeah. I think I can get those ratios for you. Okay. Cool. How many fans do we have right now? None. We need some. So there's your goal, some. Can we... hmm. Okay. I was about to say, uh, yes. do we have any fans that haven't been on the podcast? No. Yes. N- no. Well, then we need to get them on or the podcast. Or haven't been on a podcast. That's how we get fans, by having them on the podcast. <laughs> yes. We don't do it the other way around. We we get people on the podcast and then make them fans by All right. force. All right. So do we have anything else to, to talk about for AWA? Probably, but that's Jen. Huh? Okay, that's she wasn't that. there. She was there in when, body, but no, not in spirit. No, she spent a lot of time napping. No, I yes. only yes, yes. I only took a one-hour nap. Twenty-four times a day. No, three no. days during and, the convention. And I saw this vision of this tall blonde come wafting through our room. Yes, there was a tall blonde that came through our room. Did she have a gigantic rack and an eye patch? Yes, she did. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell out of and that. And she wasn't a real blonde. Don't um, care. It was a wig. Don't care. Don't care. I woke up to this, this I was like, I was really thinking, when the hell was Cody in our room? What was he doing to us while we slept? That's well. I really thought that's where terrible. you were going. You're I terrible. Th- I'm sorry if I thought that's where you were going. Lauren broke into the um, room since she was Catwoman, and then uh, Cody right, came and did right. stuff to us. Um, Why couldn't Cody have broken into the room and Lauren did stuff to I got It's a, never the way you want it. It's never the way. I got a very nice commission done. But you, you don't approve. Huh? Because it was of my character for a while. Nerd. Technically speaking, we don't approve of anything you do ever. It's okay. And forever, amen. It's okay. No, but I got a um, commission of my World of Warcraft character baking cookies from James Dossie. You're weird. He's a good artist. You're weird. I can never do commissions. Because I'm always afraid I'll do to somebody what li- uh, what the person from uh, she, she did, MA did, Fan. Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah, it did. Just ask for a drawing of yourself. That's If you, if you blank, say, oh, no, can you draw me? That's what I do. Yes, can you? No, that's why I'm asking you. It's, oh. it's simple, and the reference is right the, there. The you best Vic Mignogna story I'm not going to tell again. Uh, yep. Enjoy not knowing, Internet. What else is there? Is that it? Um, lesson for the day, accidents don't just happen. That's what I learned from Jim and the Holograms. Yep. So if bad things are happening to you, it's all it's going to be uh, someone else doing it to you, and probably it's a rival band. Or... So, a rival podcast. Yeah, so if you know anybody named Pizzazz, I'm just saying they are the cause of all your problems. Names are Kid Pizzazz. Rich people. 
You know, I at, at my work I talked to someone I think it was yesterday whose uh, first name was Princess. That is wrong. I will tell you. I will tell you something. Never name your child Star. Never name your child Princess. It means they will be ugly. I really wish that they had um, I'm been gonna... been rude to me, so I could have just for once in my life at work gone. Well, excuse me, princess. Nice. Yeah. But I am just saying. It's I don't know. It's it, there's something about naming them either of those things. It's just you are going to have an ugly child, and I feel for you. And and there is one other thing that's anime related that I want to mention. Although we are way late to the party on this because it happened like two weeks ago now. But uh, congratulations to. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Travis Willingham. Uh, Travis w- Willingham and Laura Bailey got married a couple of weeks ago. Really? Uh, Chainsaw Buffet alumni. So, uh, congratulations to them. <laughs> I like how it makes it sound like we had something to do with it. We had Chainsaw Buffet alumni. You know. Yeah. That's how they got their jobs. Yeah. Sure. Um, that's cool. I did not know that. Yeah. So, I, I really do hope How that... are we not invited to the... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am offended. Um, I feel really, snubbed. I really do hope that there is an Alaskan pipeline on their wedding night. Oh, oh! If anyone was at the uh, the uh, voice actors after Dark Panel of Tech in oh uh, 2010, God. you know exactly what I'm talking about. Shin Chan describing an Alaskan but, pipeline. But we will go no further because being there meant we were sworn to secrecy. Yeah, there are many stories that we can Ooh, never tell. That is true. Yeah, don't you, tell anybody. So you've been telling people. Even though uh, people were drunk, I, no, I, I. They weren't necessarily drunk. They were in the process. They, they were no. So, some of them were drunk. Some more some than others. Really some had box wine. I won't say who. The panel went on long enough that a person could theoretically <laughs> have gone from not drunk to drunk. I'm just saying, if you empty, saying it, it if you were able to empty an entire box of wine, maybe you're a little tipsy. <laughs> just a little. Maybe you're Spike Spencer. I don't know. No, but that's public knowledge. He likes box wine. Yes. I'm not spilling any secrets there. I was sworn to secrecy. Anyway. Anyway? Um, so, shout-outs to them. Uh, if you're listening on just the regular recorded podcast, stay tuned for the interview with Holly Ray. Um, if you are watching us on stream, um, stay tuned because we are taking the fuck over game marks tonight. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Um, no, so so be sure to, you know, if you're listening to this after the fact, be sure to go back and listen, because it's going to be Chainsaw, it's going to be exactly uh, the same people on this episode, no. uh, Sans Jen. Um, I'm going to go crawl off and, and Talking about die. Xbox Live Indie Games. We have finally taken over Mike's other podcast. Yeah. Ugh. It was only it was only a matter of time before we supplanted Mike as Supreme Ruler. Yes. Um we we have we have come full circle where Mike started this podcast and left. Uh, he is now leaving Game Marks and and we are taking it. What if he's just visiting family? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! No, we're gonna kill him. Okay. Um. So if you if you if you do tune into Game Marks normally, instead of the hot black chick and Skeletor, you will instead have two extra fat white guys. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations, Internet. You're getting what you deserved. Yep. <clears throat> You're getting what you are. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and check the check the Twitter stream for that because we'll post a link to it. It'll and be that Justin TV. Yeah. Check the bullet points. And that'll be at what ten Eastern. Yep. Yes. Dylan, don't look at me like I'm an idiot. You're in charge of the shit. I had, to, <laughs> I had to think for a second. <laughs>
Damn, boy! Okay. You do it every week and you have to think about it. Wow. Because wow. it's like clockwork. That's because is Mike is Mike is his master and he does what Mike okay, does. Okay, so you're Asperger's. I'm sorry. Shouldn't have Don't, do not eat Asperger's. They are disgusting. <laughs> he's, he's got Asperger's and herpes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. He has herpes on his no, Asperger's. I was about to say something, but no, I'm not, I'm not gonna like... I, I probably do have Asperger's. And herpes. We can admit that you have a lot of diseases. A lot of serious, don't-touch-him diseases. And some that you made up. I don't think I made any of them up. They all exist. I, I don't care what you say. Chlamydia is a soup. I've seen it on store shelves. <laughs> These are facts. These are facts. Alright, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Um, listen for the Holly interview. And check out Game Marks, because we're going to be doing that, too. So, um, See you in a bit. It doesn't... Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet podcast. We are here at Anime Week in Atlanta uh, 2011, which of course means that uh, we need to start talking about MTAC, right? Exactly. Because anytime that, uh, you know, you're, you're already at one convention, you should, you know, you should already be thinking about the next one. Don't enjoy the one that you're at. No, no. In seriousness, though, if anyone's ever been to a convention and ever tried to talk to any of the convention staff, it's impossible. You can't do it during the convention. So what you try and do is you try and get them when they're promoting their convention at another con. And that's why we have uh, the vice president of MTAC with us today. Uh, Holly, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Well, I appreciate you joining, that, joining us today. Um, it's it's your first time uh, here on the podcast. We've talked to Lucas uh, here at AWA a number of years ago, but... Um, just tell me a little bit about uh, what's going on with uh, MTAC right now and uh, some of the things that you're working on right now. Yeah, well, um, obviously our biggest news is our move to the convention center downtown. We are incredibly excited to finally be making that move, and we really hope that uh, the attendees and, and guests and staff and everybody um, can be as excited as we are because there's so much to do in that area. You know, a lot of the problems that we've had in the past as far as not having enough elbow room and not having enough room to do all the programming that we want and, uh, you know, having to go to Jack in the Box for every meal for an entire yeah. weekend. Um, all of those little things are finally going away and it's really opening up a brand new era for us. So we're, we're really excited. I think there's a very pressing question about uh, the convention center, and anyone who went to uh, MTAC a couple of years ago will know why. Is it on high ground? <laughs> as far as I know, uh, there was no uh, real damage to the convention center during the flood, so okay. we should be safe, but hey, 100-year flood, right? Right. That's that's what they say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we won't know. Have any more natural disasters during MTAC? <laughs> during MTAC Omega, the <laughs> one about the apocalypse. Yeah, right. So you know there won't be any you know floods or tornadoes or did anything happen this year besides Aaron almost burning Locus. down the hotel? Locusts. Locusts. Yeah, we had Locus. cicadas this year. Really? So locusts and Aaron. Yeah. That's yeah. a double whammy. Yeah. That's a double whammy. Should double we expect whammy. three disasters this year? Uh, only if we're there. Oh my gosh! Don't jinx us. <laughs> Um, well, if we talk about it now, it won't happen. Right. Is there that, some wood to knock? <laughs> uh, this is kind of... Uh, whatever. Um, anyway, um, so are there any 
Anything that you're working on as far as the convention center that's going to be new to MTech that you weren't able to do in the past? Um, yeah, definitely several things. I think the biggest thing is going to be the new dealer room. Um, you know, we've always gotten requests every single year for bigger dealer room, bigger dealer room, new dealers, more stuff, um, and we're finally going to be able to accommodate that. Um, we currently are looking at a 40,000 square foot dealer room, so it's really exciting. You know, it's going to be pretty comparable to what you see here at AWA. So Really? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. What are you shooting for in terms of attendance? Um, based on our traditional growth rate um, and the just the increase um, based on our, our timeline of, of registration already, we're probably going to look at around 10,000. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's our goal anyway. We'll, we'll see. Well, it seems like every time you guys set a goal, you blow by it by a few thousand. So yeah. that that brings me to a very interesting question. Um, how long have you been with, with MTech? And this is leading into the interesting part. <laughs> I've been with MTech since 2005. Since 2005. Yeah. Okay. So that was right before I started going. I, mm -hmm. I started going in 2006 with uh, Six Period. Mm -hmm. um, so you've, you've kind of seen the progression from the smaller, you know, Cracker Jack hotels to the larger hotels and now to the convention center. Um, what, what do you see being next for MTech in terms of growth? Because it seems like it's had a very planned progression of growth from one year to the next and trying to do a little bit more and a little bit more. And now they're going to a convention center in, in the area. And I don't know that... That I don't know if there's anywhere else to go in terms of, you know, size, building capacity, but as far as what MTech is, what their goals are, what they're trying to achieve, where do you think that they're going to be going next? I think now that we've finally made this transition into the convention center, which, you know, has been the goal for a long time, was to go downtown. You know, that's where our sites have been set for many years. Right. Uh, now, we're, now that we're there... I think there's going to be more of a focus on you know, looking at what the attendees want to see and providing new programming and just widening the scope of what we do. You know, we're always going to have that music focus because we're in Music City. Um, that's that's our thing. You know, we we love music and we love having that be such a big part of what we do. So there'll probably be um, more of a focus on. Uh, Giving maybe bigger names, bigger bands. You know. Oh, maybe maybe not quite as many as we had last year. Right. <laughs> you know, music theme year. We kind of went crazy with it, but um, I think that's definitely from a programming perspective. I, I know that's something that I'm focused on for this year. I'm sure Sunny will love to uh, try and get some some larger bands in there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um. So what? <laughs> Just hypothetically speaking, because I know you, even if there were any talks to get anybody, you wouldn't be able to discuss them. But mm -hmm. um, as far as you personally goes, who would you like to see at MTech that maybe is either returning or hasn't been before? Ooh, um, well, as far as returning, I would really love to have Renny Mumura back. Um, I was ecstatic to have a J-pop artist um, mm -hmm. along with the J-rock stuff that we, we always do. I'm more of a J-pop person myself. I'm sure that's really hard for you to fathom. <laughs> right. But uh, 
I, I really enjoyed having her and her show as something completely different than, than what we had had in the past. So mm-hmm. I would love to have, have her return. Um, and I think there is a focus this year on maybe bringing back some, some of our old, old friends and guests that we haven't seen in a couple of years. So, right. um, that's definitely something that we've been talking about. Um, as far as people we haven't had before, I, I have a list of, you know, J pop and J rock artists that, you know, it starts with never in a million years and goes all the way down right. to maybe we can actually pull this off. Right. So, um, I'm a big fan of perfume, which they're one of the biggest J pop acts in Japan right now. Mm-hmm. So probably not going to happen. Um, right. every year we get the, you know, 5,000 requests to have gawked. It's like, come on people. Yeah, <laughs> really? Not no. Um, but there, there's several, uh, up and coming J rock bands that we've, we've been talking with. Um, Actually, I had the privilege to meet Moonstream last night. They're they're here playing at AWA. Okay. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe talk to them and, and see what we can do. But you know, music is always going to be something that Intech is focused on. Well, that's good. We we've we've made friends with some of the bands uh, through the years, so uh, glad it's to see that continue. It's pretty much due to Intech too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally due to Intech. Yeah. yeah. And it always ends up being such an awesome experience for us because, you know, e- even if it's not a band that we've we've met in person before, we're wowed by what they do. Um, like the Slants, we love those guys. Yes. And every every time they they're awesome to hang out with. We love having them, and they put on a kick-ass show. Yes, they do. So yes, they do. Yeah. And I, yeah, because I noticed in in at least in our dealings with the musical guests. Um, that you've had, I mean, not only are they good musicians, but they've been really easy to get along with as people as well, which is really striking, I kind of think. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't say that we've had a bad experience with any of the guests at Intech that we've met no. at all. Not a single one. They've all been really excellent, actually. Yeah. What's the deal with that? How do you keep getting nice people? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think we're just lucky. You know, I, I think that we we approach people. We, we're very honest and upfront about what we do, and, and we set the expectation ahead of time so they show up and you know they know they're going to have a good time. And we always try to make sure we accommodate that. We like to uh, make sure if they want to get out and sightsee. You know, a lot of people are excited about coming to Nashville and uh, seeing all the touristy type stuff that we have to offer. Right. Which this year will be great because we're on Broadway downtown, so there's all kinds of great mm. tourist attractions. You know, you can walk to the Capitol, the War Memorial, and then Broadway itself, which is nothing but honky tonks. But for whatever reason, people from out of town love that stuff. <laughs> so there's it's, it's a matter of making sure that they get the experience that they expect. Will you be um, equally encouraging attendees to get out and, and see some of the things that are downtown? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, for those that aren't familiar with where the convention center is, it is in the heart of downtown. So you walk out of one side of the building and you're on Broadway. Our arena is right there. Maybe we'll get lucky and there'll be a hockey game that weekend. <laughs> um, 
there's all kinds of unique restaurants and bars and little hole-in-the-wall places that Nashville is famous for. So, um, And then you walk out of the other side of the convention center, and uh, there's the Nashville Library um, and several like really popular local restaurants. So there's definitely a lot to see and do outside of the convention center walls that we hope people will take advantage of. So we've talked about, obviously, the, the benefits of the convention center. Ha- are you guys expecting or have you encountered any new challenges with dealing with, with such a larger venue in a different location? And Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we were very at home at the Sheraton. We've been there for four years. We've gotten to know the place inside and out. I think you know, most of the uh, upper-level staff could probably walk the back hallways blindfolded. <laughs> um, and we got very comfortable there. So now we're once again, it's like back to the drawing board. We're having to completely reconfigure, you know, going into Visio and redoing floor plans and coming up with new maps and learning to coordinate with the new hotel staff, the new convention center staff, um, you know, all kinds of new logistical concerns. But, um, you know, everybody's so excited and gung-ho about it that, even in the midst of, of, you know, the final days of GMX planning, we're already working on MTAC. You know, it's everybody's everybody's already in third gear, which is awesome. The uh, in your dealings with the venue staff, do you do you think that they're going to be? I mean, have 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 you guys been able to? to Prepare them, I guess. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for. Um, but yeah. do they know what to expect? And you think they're going to be able to to handle? We've we've talked with them, and they've seen a lot of large shows. You know, it's the size and scope of what we do won't be new to them, but definitely, I think the atmosphere and just the general, you know, everybody in costumes, everybody's excited, and you know. I think the culture shock may be what, um, if anything, they're not prepared for. But we're definitely doing our best. You know, we've we've got photos and videos. Um, the awesome video that Clay did for us uh, this year. We've we've got something tangible that we can take to them and say, "Look, this is what we do," and show that to them. And then it's like, okay, now do you have questions? Because people really just don't get it until they see it. And it's been that way with every hotel we've ever been to. The first year, they're like, what are these people doing? Um, and the Sheraton staff was great because, you know, by year two and three, they got it. And this last year was great working with them. So I was honestly pretty impressed with them, even at, even at year one. I always thought the Sheraton staff really rolled with it pretty well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they they were very accommodating, and they worked very closely with us to make sure that everybody was on the same page. So, so yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of of anxiety going into this this new, much larger venue, but at the same time, everybody is is really excited about it. So, I think that the, we're going to be able to produce a lot of good results. Well, one thing that we always like to do whenever we do these interviews, you know, there's there's sort of the business side to it, but we also 
like to get to know who we're talking to a little bit because it gets kind of boring if you just talk about work all the time. Um, so I'm going to go out on a crazy wild limb here and assume that since, you know, your capacity of, of being vice president of MTAG, that you're probably something of an anime fan. Yeah, I think I could say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So shocking. When did you first uh, get into anime and uh, what show sort of drew you in? Okay. So. My very earliest memories of anime was watching Sailor Moon on UPN at 5.30 in the morning uh-huh. before I got ready for school. Right. Um, my mom thought that I had been um, just, what is the word I'm looking for? She she seriously thought that I needed an exorcism because I was <laughs> getting up by myself at 5.30 in the morning. She, But I was hooked from the start, even horrible dove and all. <laughs> um, and then I started watching Dragon Ball because it came on right after Sailor Moon. It's like, well, it's already on. I may as well watch this. Right. But of course, at that time, I had no idea it was anime. Um, and then somewhere about 7th or 8th grade, it's like 97 or 8, um, I made friends with a girl who was like, oh, you like Sailor Moon? Well, you'll like all this other anime. She was on it. So I would go over to her house and we would watch Slayers and Sorcerer Hunters and all this awesome old anime um, on VHS, of yes. course. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's she's really the one that I have to credit for getting me into anime. But from there, it went nuts. And all of my friends, I, I kind of... Uh, converted everybody into anime fans and before I knew it we were all getting ready to go to our first con which coincidentally was AWA 2000 I think it was AWA 6 so yeah and since 2000 I've been going strong uh, what would you say is your favorite show? favorite show yeah I gotta go with Sailor Moon Sailor Moon is it's Always, it was always my biggest fandom. It was always the show that I, like, no matter what, I could sit down and watch it, read it, write about it. Okay. Love it. Still love it. And now my three-year-old loves it. And it's awesome. <laughs> I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. Yeah. There is there's a part where I said write about it where I had a follow-up question and I decided to just swallow it and we'll just keep on chugging with the interview. <laughs> but credit due for uh, getting a child hooked on older anime. That's true. That's true. Although my children are going to grow up watching nothing but like Voltron and Robotech. And, and nothing else. And nothing else. That's going to be it. There won't be any television other than that. Than anime. That's when they're 18, they can watch other things. <laughs> When they're 18, I might let them watch Evangelion. Maybe. Maybe. They might be old enough to handle it then. So. Is anybody ever old enough to handle Evangelion? I'm, that, that sounds like... That old sounds enough like and a, mature enough. Two different... I was about to say, that sounds like a uh, like a gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> like there's a challenge here. And and I don't think that there's there's enough time. No. There aren't enough hours in the day no, for that debate. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> so... Um, what animes are you watching right now, other than Sailor Moon? So, unfortunately, since I have a kid, um, 
I don't really have a lot of time to watch anime, so I've kind of fallen out of the loop, and it makes me really sad. But um, I have watched Black Butler, mm-hmm. which I really like. Um, started watching High School of the Dead. Freaking awesome. Yes. Love that's a, it. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, see, before that, I watched Oran High School. Oran Host Club. Um... What else have I watched recently? I've been reading more manga than anything else. But I'm definitely a shoujo fan. Mm-hmm. You know, Peach Girl and... Oh. Uh, oh, that show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Kare Kano is a favorite. Love that series. Um, but really, m- most of my fandoms are, are older shows that... Most of these youngins running around have never even heard of. So, uh. um, there's a lot of new like anime trends that I really just don't get. Like Vocaloid, don't get it. It's it's sure an <laughs> apple from Macross Plus coming to kill us. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. If if anyone's seen Macross Plus, just think Vocaloids are sure an apple, and they're here to kill us. That's scary. Why are they all into this again? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think we had this discussion with uh, Crispin Freeman when he was on the podcast. Name dropping. Oh. Um, no, uh, <laughs> but but he was talking about the mythology of Macross Plus, and I was like, yeah, it's 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 the Vocaloids. I don't. That's frightening. I don't know. That, I don't have anything against Vocaloids, but I don't know that. I, I don't know that I get it. I think it's a case of it's popular in Japan, so. By the transitive property, uh, well, so, you know, I could get, I could understand, you know, liking the music for whatever reason, but some people are like really into the characters as if they're actual factual pop idols, and that gets a little bit on the creepy side, but whatever. Yeah, it is from Japan. It is from Japan, yes. and God bless them for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not knocking on it. I I like the music. I think it's great. But then again, I do para and listen to Eurobeat. So come on. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> which which leads me into my next question, aside from uh, sort of the anime-related things. What are some, some of your other interests or pursuits? Well, definitely Para Para has always been near and dear to me. Um, yeah, I, I kind of gave it up um, seriously when I found out that I was going to have a baby, because that just doesn't work very well. Right. Um, but I'm still, you know, I'm still into it and I still love it. And it's fun to, to meet up with friends and, um, you know, meet up with old people from Paratamaho and just have fun with it every now and then. Uh, I'm still really into Japanese fashion and really trying to make that something prominent at Impact. Um, you know, we had the return of the fashion show last year and, hoping to do bigger and better things with that in the future. Um, now on a personal note, really um, trying to get through the school, I'm currently getting a bachelor's degree in fashion design, so I can uh, start my own line of nerd and geek-inspired clothes. Excellent. That's, nice. that's what I want to do. You know, I have all these awesome ideas and great inspiration just from all the different fandoms out there. So just trying to get that off the ground, hopefully in the next three or four years. So, Well, keep us posted. We'll, we'll uh, pimp it out to all three of our listeners. <laughs> totally. 
We have no problem selling out. No, we don't. We really don't. Sony makes a fine product there. there I said it. I said it. I'm still waiting for that TV in the mail. I'm yeah. sure they'll send us one. <laughs> it's coming. The last six to eight weeks for processing. Oh, well, of course. Um, so, as getting back to the convention scene a little bit, if there's one thing that you could add to MTAC and take away from MTAC, what would what would they be? Ooh. Hmm. That's a hard question. Um... Something that I could add to MTAC. Um, that one requires some thought. I mean, I have such an inside view of MTAC that it's hard for me to think, oh, well. Think critically about it? Not just critically, you know. Everything's different with this move. You know, I could think of previous years and say like oh well last year we should have done this differently or I wish we had done this this way but now that we're moving to the convention center and I'm on that mindset everything is new so it's like we don't know until we get there what the real challenges are going to be um if anything you know I think there will be a little more focus on um making sure that our attendees are aware of things like drinking water when you go to the rave, you know, issues that we've had in the past just due to people not thinking. So I think there there will be a little more effort on our side to make sure that people are aware of, of how to be at the con, have a good time, but be safe at the same time. Um, also getting more, um, more on the industry side, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that we've wanted to do and haven't really been able to facilitate because of the smaller venue. But now that we're in this, this bigger space, I think that we're definitely going to um, be encouraging more, more of an industry presence and having more artists and more of the bigger companies and more, of, you know, more voice actors. You know, that was a big complaint that we got last year was, why aren't there more voice actors? The ones you had, though, were really good. Yeah, and that's, you know, quality over quantity, especially on our music-themed year, where our mm-hmm. focus was having more musical guests. Right. But, you know, we we do listen. We do read the forums. You know, there, myself included, you know, there are senior staff that are on there listening to what people have to say and... Okay, so I can stop posting once a day that I want Jessica Strauss at the, uh, at the convention then. Yeah, just once is fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but, but it is interesting. Um, of all the conventions I've been to, I really have felt, as far as um, consistently consistency, that MTAC is the one that really listens. If I, I don't know if I'm phrasing that correctly. I mean, I, it... They, the, it always seemed to me that the people in charge of MTAC do care about what the attendees think and want, more so than I think at a lot of conventions. They seem a bit more accessible. And, and you know, even though we, we made that joke at the beginning of the interview about, you know, not being able to ever talk to anyone, you know, the staff, if we ever really needed anything, you know, there's always somebody that we could talk to and that would listen and, you know, try and get some resolution. And that's and that's not because we're media. I mean, I I kind of right. felt that way 
the first we couple going. of years when we were just regular attendees. Yeah. Um, and there have been conventions, I won't say which ones, where, you know, we've been media and it's been hard to find a face, um, get in touch with anybody or doing the things that, that needed to be done. So. And I think that's because our, our view on conventions and the way they work is that, you know, you have all this cool stuff for people to do, but at the end of the day, it's the community that makes the con. You know, you can't have a con without the people. And we've always been focused on, you know, what did the attendees want? What did they want to see? Well, how can we make that happen for them? And, you know, you can't please everybody. You know, right. I'm not going to go, like, we're trying to make everybody happy. It's just not possible. But we really do want this to be something for the fans and give people the type of show where they can feel at home. And if this con was started by people who said, you know, we don't like the way they're doing it because we don't feel comfortable when we go to this con. We just feel like we're kind of rats in a maze. We want to do a con for people where, you know, the otaku who likes to wear cosplay at school and gets made fun of, or you know, the fan who likes to sit in the lunchroom and read manga and they have no friends, can come to this event and be with people that they know are like them, and they can make friends and not not have to feel that way. And that philosophy is at the root of everything that we do, you know. Especially for someone like me who came from that kind of scenario. I, I'm pretty sure you're not the only one. I'm, you know, I have a feeling. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I explain to people, I started off as a, as a volunteer a staff person. And, you know, that single philosophy is what pushed me all the way to this point now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... It's really important to me that we continue to move in that direction. So we'll we'll see how that integrates into planning for the convention center. But you know, we we always have the attendees at the heart of of what we do. So, and I think that's been a really impressive thing. That I mean, it's it's easy to say that when you're a really small convention with very few attendees, it's a totally other thing to have grown as large as you guys have grown. And still managed to to put that forth, to keep that philosophy, and and be able to see it through. So, I guess from my perspective, I I don't really have any doubts that at a larger venue with more attendees, that you'd ever have a problem, you know, losing sight of 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 what you're doing. Yeah, and there's definitely a balance to that. You know, you've got the touchy feely, happy, feel good side of it, but at the end of the day, it is still a business. And there are still contracts and there are still all of these logistical things that have to be taken care of. So there's definitely a balance to doing what needs to be done and remembering why you're doing it. And I think a lot of cons, when they grow, they lose sight of the why we're doing this and it just becomes a job. Right. You know, and, and, you know, we joke around all the time um, as staff, you know, this is, the, the job that we don't get paid for. Yeah. But there is a reward to doing it. And that's, that's the hard part to remember. But if you can always hang on to that, that feeling of, you know, 
being at opening ceremonies and seeing how excited everyone is and remembering this is why I do this. You know, that's the key. That's the balance. Well, uh, I think we've probably kept you uh, long enough uh, away from uh, enjoying AWA, but before we let you go, is there anything that you want to say to anyone who might be listening? Um, you know, I really just want to share my enthusiasm for this year. Um, there's a lot of really fun stuff in the works that, of course, I can't talk about. <laughs> but I think people are going to be really excited not just by the move, but some of the new stuff and new guests and definitely the new dealer's room. Um, and just, you know, I hope everybody can be as excited as we are because it's going to be awesome. You guys are going to be really, really happy. Not to mention our new hotel. Awesome. Well, we will be looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be seeing you at GMX as well as at MTAC next year, I'm sure. But you can't get rid of us. We're we're here now. Hey, we're always happy to come talk to you guys. Well, uh, we appreciate you uh, doing so today and uh, look forward to seeing you in the future. Yep. And if uh, if you guys ever need to get in touch with us or if anybody um, has feedback for us at MTAC, you can reach us on Facebook. We're also available on Twitter. And you can also email us. Um, Contact information is on our site, fintech.net. So. Excellent. Very nice job of pimping that out. Yep. Thank you, and guys, we will catch you next time. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. <laughs> sure can help a lot. If you don't know the words, don't. Wouldn't you like to get away? Jennifer! Where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. The troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. Dun dun. Dun dun.